The key to solving some of the systemic issues plaguing federal IT modernization is in the slot right now. The coronavirus pandemic has shown agencies they can move faster to address longstanding network and application challenges. It's also been eye-opening for some members of Congress. In his weekly feature, The Reporter's Notebook, executive editor Jason Miller writes about why the Trump administration maybe has its best opportunity in the last three years to get Congress to address some of the most pressing problems with IT updating. Jason joins me now. And Jason, let's start with why the optimism? I mean, the Tara goes back how many years? And this has been, they've been hammering at this for five years now with the technology modernization funds. Oh, Tom, you and I go back further than that. We go back all the way to the Government Act, and you probably go all the way back to the Klinger Cohen Act of 1994. I do. So this has been much more than just five years. But, you know, every couple of years, and I heard this from Dan Chenick, a former OMB official who's now at the IBM Center for the Business of Government. Every few years, Congress seems to kind of wake up a little. They seem to look at the what's happening across the government and go, hey, this IT modernization thing that's important again. And I think the COVID-19 response that we've seen from agencies really has kind of, again, been that wake-up call for, for a lot of members of Congress. One in particular, Senator Maggie Hassan, the Democrat from New Hampshire, wrote letters to 10 agencies basically asking very similar questions and all around IT modernization strategies, the systems in the most need of modernization. And maybe what I would say is the best sign of all is what can Congress do to help? Not necessarily a question of that she's trying to you know, hit them with her oversight hammer, but more like we understand this is tough. We understand these are difficult times and you've had some successes. What else can we do to make sure those successes continue? And I think that along with the progress that agencies actually are making both because of coronavirus and before coronavirus is really starting to create some momentum that, again, people like Dan Chenuk, who have been around longer than you and I have, well, with all due respect to our friend Dan, uh, he sees this as just a, a part of that cycle that pops up every, again, three, four, five years, maybe maybe more. And you've also heard from the federal CIO, Suzette Kent. She thinks this is also an opportunity to get that buy-in from Congress. Uh, she does in many ways because of the the confluence of so many different issues. Uh, the crisis, as she says, was one piece of it. But she also says there's more to it than just the crisis. Uh, she really looks at this as, a, the uh, again, that Senator Hassan is really opening the door. I caught up with uh, Suzette Kent, the federal CIO, and she really did talk about why she is, if you will, optimistic from these letters. What the letters and the budget discussions will help us do is draw a more direct parallel between the business objectives of the agency and how we fund those and what the right vehicles are. And particularly, uh, Jason, the things that require multi-year commitment, uh, because some of the some of the questions to the agencies focus on some of the systems that are, you know, older or more comprehensive. And that those things don't happen in a single year. So that'll let us have some healthy dialogue there, as well as let agencies share their perspective around how they have prioritized what their modernization looks like. And, and that's a dialogue that's very important, you know, agency by agency. And that's federal CIO Suzette Kent. We're speaking with Federal News Network's Jason Miller. And I want to get back to Senator Hassan for a moment. She is asking for responses from those 10 agencies and pretty soon. Right. By August 3rd, which seems like a long time, but with everything going on and, and, you know, it's about six questions, but they're not like simple yes or no questions. These are very deep 
big thinking questions. And that's actually one of the things I asked Suzette Kett, the federal CIO, and she pointed, listen, Jason, as you well know, this is what she said to me, we have asked agencies for application rationalization plans. And she says those are the ones that are really going to drive this IT modernization discussion. So I asked her, well, what, what do those application rationalization plans look like? And, and Tom, she described a couple of them. One agency kind of did their whole map end to end and looked at every application they had. And they identified applications that were, and, and, and business processes that were targets for automation tools. They identified things that were targets for sunset. They prioritized things where um, they wanted to see improved performance or they wanted to move to different modes of delivery or potentially they wanted to accelerate, you know, some type of security activities. You know, other other agencies had a, a, a priority set of business objectives that they used to evaluate their systems. You know, still others have their list of services that they want to move to digital. And you know some of our our longer-standing agencies have a, have a bigger suite of legacy applications that they have to address, and being able to break those apart, whether that's you know breaking apart big monolithic applications into smaller microservices, moving them to configurable platforms, finding services and components that we can make repeatable, like authentication or payment, you know handling information. Those are the ways that we drive resiliency. Um, we drive efficiency across agencies and better service. Again, federal CIO Suzette Kent. And Jason, there's a third party that's been looking at modernization in all of this, and that is the Government Accountability Office. And that kind of ties in with both Suzette Kent and what Senator Hassan were saying, because GAO is the creature of Congress. Absolutely. And one thing that that GAO has done over the last three, four, five years is done these reports about the oldest systems in, con- in, in, in government. And in this third report that came out back in 2019 looked at 10 systems that were between eight years old, which doesn't seem that long, and 51 years old that are critical to their respective agencies' missions. And I talked to Dave Pounder, who did two of those reports for as, as when he was the director of IT issues at the at GAO. And now he's over at the MITRE Corporation as the director of strategic engagements and partnerships. And Dave told me he believed that Senator Hassan's letters and that GA report kind of match up really well. The fact is that those 10 agencies have some of those older systems. So what is the plan? Let's add some transparency to, to what they plan to do. What's the accountability the mechanism here? And one thing that Dave Pounder said was maybe we need to add this accountability mechanism to the FATAR, you mentioned that earlier, Federal IT Acquisition Reform Act, scorecard as a way to hold agencies accountable. And it's also about what, are some of those best practices that can make these modernization efforts successful. And he said that was pointed out in the GAO report too. So he believes Senator Hassan is trying to draw all these pieces and parts together to hold at least these 10 agencies, if not more broadly, a lot of agencies accountable for these IT modernization. And again, where Congress can play. And speaking of modernization, there's a little bit of breaking news that you've got on HUD. Housing and Urban Development. Right. The HUD has moved to phase two of the Centers of Excellence work. Tom, this is something that I reported on back in October when I talked to their actually their CFO, Irv Dennis, and asked him about the latest. And at the time, back in October, they were still working through it. They're still trying to figure out what path they want to go down, how they want to go down the path. But on Monday, they made two awards 
for IT modernization centers of excellence. One was to Booz Allen Hamilton for customer service, and the other one was to a company called Systems Engineering Solutions Corporation for the cloud adoption piece of it. And, and this is important because agencies in phase one go through discovery. What do we have? What's the gaps? What, where do we need to go? What's our as-is-to-be architecture? But it's in phase two that these agencies actually get work done and really start to modernize. So the fact that HUD is now entering phase two is, is actually a very big deal and something that we obviously will continue to watch. It's a big deal when they start spending money on it. Exactly. And that's why making these contract awards matters versus just the, the year and a half, two years of discovery that HUD went through. All right. Federal News Network's Jason Miller Thanks so much. Always a pleasure, Tom. Check out his reporter's notebook now online at federalnewsnetwork.com. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, Think twice before sending money through an app or online. When you think about something that brings out the best in us, it usually involves helping someone else. By donating plasma at a Griffel Center, you can help save millions of lives and show your good side to the world. You'll join thousands of people who donate safely each week, so patients get the plasma-derived medicines they rely on. And you'll be rewarded up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.